Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. You know, people are asking me all the time, what's going on in the world right now? There's a shaking happening. You know, Isaiah 59, 19 says, God has promised that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So God is actually lifting up a standard in the world right now in the midst of what looks like a flood in the midst of what looks like turmoil, I want to tell you, God is releasing something new, and it's time to push in, press in this year, and grab hold of it. That's why we have the prophetic. It's it's not to judge people. It's not to do things that, that would discourage them. Prophecy is for strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. So people are asking me, is this judgment we're seeing? Well, I believe the Lord is now raising up this new standard because the enemy has come in like a flood. And so I have some things I want to share with you. Lord, we ask you to open up our ears to be able to hear you. Open up the things that we need to hear right now for every person listening, no matter what you're going through. Lord, I pray that you would release what is needed in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's jump into this. You know, I'm sometimes frustrated as a prophetic writer because, you know, prophecy sometimes can be like manna. Manna was that stuff that the Israelites ate that it went away the next day. It was only good for that day. That's kind of like my daily prophetic words. And sometimes I release a lot of stuff out there. But God has something that will stand the test of all times. Every word, everything is based on love. That's the thing. That's the part that will never, ever go away. You know, there's power in love. There's power in agreement. There's power in your words. And there's power in forgiveness. Those are the things that the Lord told me. Four things that's going to radically change your life right now for this year and for the years to come is coming into agreement, understanding perfect love, understanding that your words make a difference, and the power of forgiveness that does it all. These are the keys that are going to shift the spiritual atmosphere over you. And God has given me that times and seasons prophetic gift, like an Issachar anointing. I want to tell you, this is a now word. And God is speaking right now, and he wants to open this up to you. Now, the power of agreement, first of all, Galatians 6, 7, a man or woman reaps what he sows. This is really important. What you sow is what you reap. So that's why it's important to understand the power of agreement. You could be sowing negativity. You could be sowing good things or possibly sowing negative things. Whatever you sow comes back to you. So agreement is actually a good thing that we need to come into agreement on earth as it is in heaven. That's the theme I'm hearing for this year. And that Satan does not want you to see this. Because there's this sudden surge of negativity everywhere, and it's being sown. Negativity is being sown, trying to get us to reap chaos, all the things that's happening. And I want to tell you, we can break through this stuff. A lot of people, you know, they they pray 
or they talk about negative things and they don't realize that they're, they're now reaping those things that they've sown. Or I want to say this, it's the same way on the positive. That's why I sound like a broken record sometimes with this message, because it's so important to get it into our spirits that we really do need to come into agreement with the good things of God. So listen, the plan of the enemy is try to get you to complain and grumble so that he can release negativity into your life. This is it right here. But I want to say this. We can flip this around. Some people ask me, how then could a loving God allow these tragedies to be happening? You know, all the violence and the shootings and the weather. Well, listen, it's not God at all that's doing this. This is coming from the enemy. God is sustaining us in the midst of it. I mean, have you looked at some of the statistics that entire cities get wiped out off the map from a storm and and very few people die because God is not the one doing this. It's the enemy doing it. And God is raising up a standard right now. And we need to understand this, that a loving God would not require us all to serve him. So there's people who do bad things. There's people who do negative things. And now we're reaping what we've sown over time in the world, and then people are now blaming it on God. You know, my studies have shown that God is the God of love. The Bible says it. He's not a dictator. He's not mad at you. So the plan of the enemy is to get your eyes off what God is doing and to get you onto the negative things. We're seeing it in the world right now with the reality shows. You know, you're fired, you're off the island, you're voted out. But Jesus said this, if two of you agree together on earth concerning one thing, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Matthew 18, 19. There's really importance of what you sow is what you reap, and also that power of agreement. Where two agree together, it will be done. And so when we think of agreeing in prayer, it's a spiritual principle that we come into agreement with God, right? That's why it's so important to come into agreement with good things. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1.10, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, so that there will be no divisions among you, and that you will be perfectly united in mind and thought. Wow. He could be writing that to us right now. This is something so powerful. You might want to make a copy of that and put it up on your fridge because God is moving right now. Jesus also says that a house divided against itself will not stand. So we need to be sure that we come into agreement with the Lord. This brings us into that thing that Jesus calls perfect love. Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 40 Jesus said the greatest commandment was love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest. And another is love your neighbor as yourself. And this is the thing that's going to stand the test of time. Jesus said, love God, love other people, and love yourself. Sounds simple, but somehow it dropped out of our vocabulary in many cases. It dropped out of people's Bibles. Somehow it dropped off of social media loving people and staying in unity in the spirit has dropped off the map, but we need to bring it back because it's the thing that's going to change our lives forever. And there's a thing called perfect love. We can actually step into this thing. We have to get through fear. We have to work through the things. It's in First John four eighteen. 
There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment because he who fears has not been made perfect in love. You, know, you can read right over that, not realize that fear is actually a spirit. Why else would John say that you have to cast it out? It can be cast out by love, by perfect love. And also, those who chronically fear, like we have right now, we have chronic fear going on. According to 1 John 4.18 in the New King James Version, that you can actually have a tormentor assigned to you if you're outside of God's perfect love. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to tell you, wow, it's really important to love and it's important to get through fear, cast out fear. And I'm really excited about the results of doing this in my own life. I got healed of all kinds of things, chronic illness, Lyme disease, multiple chemical sensitivity, anxiety attacks, all stemming from understanding and empowering 1 John 4.18. This is really important to understand because God's love, it overcomes. It overcomes fear, and it brings us into a mature place to understand who he is. It will understand our mission on earth to love others, to love God. It is so powerful, but we also have to love ourselves because it does say love your neighbor as yourself. So it's interesting that John uses perfect love to cast out the fear. And, you know, Christians and non-Christians alike are actually being tormented with fear these days. And it's like the reality show Fear Factor. It's like a spiritual version going on and it's running wild everywhere. And I want to invite you to break through this, friends, to break through by applying perfect love in your life. So if you come into agreement with heaven over yourself right now, you can break through and get a breakthrough. And so I want to just release that part over you right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we take authority over the spirit of fear. As the Bible tells us that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and sound mind. Also, that Perfect love will cast out fear because fear involves torment. So right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would minister to each person listening to my voice. I pray, God, that you would cast out the fear that keeps trying to hold us down. And I pray also for those that are struggling. What you sow is what you reap. Those who are struggling with grumbling and complaining and have reaped a closed heaven Lord, I pray for this. I pray for the open heaven to come. As we take a, a negative talk and thought fast, open up the heavens. Open it up, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I just want to do that little intro because I've got a guest on my show that's going to come up in, in just a few minutes who has a message of love. And I tell you, we have been running together for a long time. And part of my message of the power of encouragement came while I was doing some ministry at his church. So be right back. Do any of these scenarios sound familiar? Have you been feeling stuck in life and not sure how to find your way out of the fog? Or maybe your doctor told you that you need to lose weight to be healthy, but it seems too hard. Or you feel frustrated in a dead-end job, and you know you're called to something new, but you keep running into obstacles that stop you in your tracks. With Doug's innovative online course, Unlocking Your Breakthrough, you will get the tools you need to get unstuck, discover your purpose, and find the keys to overcome obstacles so your life can move forward again. 
In this self-coaching toolkit, you'll get access to Doug Addison's 25 years of prophetic life coaching and self-coaching techniques to help you break through hidden barriers, overcome fear, and eliminate those negative thought patterns that are holding you back. You'll become your own breakthrough coach with the practical, encouraging tools in this online video training and the companion ebook and workbook. With Unlocking Your Breakthrough, you'll also create a manageable action plan to reach your goals, even when you're busy. Yes, real change is closer than you think. Get ready to move to the next level now. Take 20% off your order today when you use coupon code DOUG20. Go to DougAddison.store and add Unlocking Your Breakthrough to your cart, and let's get started on your breakthrough today. We have a special guest on Spirit Connection Podcast. Now, this has been a very special person to me and Linda and my ministry, In Light Connection, Brent Locker. He's a pastor with his wife, Suzanne, of Blazing Fire Church in Dublin, California. That's the San Francisco Bay Area. And they've actually been pastoring for over 27 years. He carries the heart of God to see people come together as one in love, celebration, and honor. And I I just want to tell you, this man lives this out. And I've learned a lot of what I know right now about my love, not judge message comes from my interactions and being around Brent and Suzanne as pastors and as, you know, as friends. And so Brent and Suzanne also travel internationally and speaking. He has a book called Always Loved, You Are God's Treasure, Not His Project. I love that. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Brent. Hey, thanks, Doug. It's so great to be with you. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, I can just say this. Brent and Suzanne, Brent is my longest-term friend in the ministry. And we go back, I'm not sure how far, but a long time. And we go back to where we yeah. got filled with the Holy Spirit at a John Wimber conference. And I, I remember rolling or, or rolling down a cement <laughs> staircase or something with you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And laughing a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. So these guys are the yeah. real deal. We go way back. So just tell us about uh. yourself. All right. Well, Doug, I, I just want to say thanks. And uh, Suzanne and I love you and Linda so much. Yeah, like you said, the, the parallels and walking together over all this time has just been such a joy. And uh, watching what God has done in you, Doug, uh, I, I truly stand in amazement, you know, because you and I have been on this journey a long time. So we've had to watch each other really mature through some of the pain and the heartaches of yeah. life. And But I've, I've watched you, Doug, hang in there, and I've watched you persevere, and I've watched you allow God continue to have access to your heart and your life, and look what He's doing. I'm just uh, just saying yay, God, and super proud of you, Doug, and thanks so much for the privilege of just being able to share some things. A little bit about myself. We've, uh, as you just said, we've been here almost three decades in, in Pleasanton. Actually, we were drawn here supernaturally by quite an amazing encounter, a dream I had where Jesus came up to me and asked me uh, one question. He said, do you love me? And I said, Jesus, you know that I do. And he said, don't worry, I have a place for you. This was when I was still in seminary and didn't know where I was going to go next. And uh, he reached out and he touched me. And I lit up with this white electric light, like a a thousand million volts of glory of electricity. And and, uh, the very next moment I was wide awake in my bed, just laying there, still lit up with glory with all of the volts of the 
of the power and the love of Jesus just flowing through me. And I just sat there and sobbed. And so he literally, you know, a month or two later, we were here in the Bay Area. We were in Pleasanton and and our church currently is in Dublin, a neighboring city. And um, he brought us here supernaturally. He kept us here supernaturally. I won't won't get into all the stories. They're, They're so phenomenal. He's given us promises about how his glory is going to be poured out in this region. And we're certainly watching that come to pass. And, you know, I, I think, uh, as you well know, Doug, I so value the prophetic because we need those words from the Lord, honestly, even before we go through the trials, so that we will stay in the game, so that we won't give up, yeah. because we, we know the promises that are coming. And, you know, he spoke words to me, one of my strongest ones early on in my ministry. He said, my spirit is going to sweep through this region with or without you. Do <laughs> you want to be part of it? <laughs> And, you know, but God, it's always an invitation, right? You know, he gives us choice. He says, I'm going to do this. I want to do it with you. Are you in? And I said, yes, Lord. And Suzanne and I together over and over again, even during the tough times, we, we come back to saying, yes, Lord, we're still in. So here we are somehow amazingly, you know, 27 years later, we're still in the same region. We, by God's grace, been able to meet so many beautiful, wonderful, powerful people in the kingdom around the Bay Area, uh, also nationally and internationally, but but even in this area where God's given us so many promises. And so now we're living out the the unity, the, His heart that uh, as the church, as believers in Christ, that we do this together, mm-hmm. that we don't, it's not my thing and your thing, it's, it belongs to Jesus and we're all doing this together. Yeah. And uh, really, truly, that's the only way the Father's going to have it, you know, is that we, we do this as one, celebrating each other, even in the midst of, you know, you and I know, we, you and I don't even necessarily agree on everything, but we sure love each other. Yeah, We sure have lots of reasons to celebrate each other, and that just makes the Father's heart so, yeah. so glad. Yeah, so this has been a journey for you, and maybe you can just tell us about that journey, how you got into this place, and especially, I'm excited because your book, Always Loved, Your God's Treasure, Not His Project, I love that title. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know this came, and I remember giving, a, I think I interpreted a dream for you that might have been part of that book, I'm not sure, but it was about a baby mm-hmm. coming, and I just knew this had to be with this message that was coming to you a few years ago. Yeah. And here yeah. it is, birth. Yeah. But tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as I mentioned, God gives us these wonderful promises um, ahead of time, I believe, so so that, because He knows what we're going to need when we go through the hard times, and that we need promises to hang on to. And, you know, Doug, for me, I was a pastor, an associate pastor here in Pleasanton for about seven years. And then I, through God orchestrating some things that truly were beyond anything I could imagine, including another very supernatural encounter that I had where he he encouraged me, actually told me to stay in this region. And, and through his grace, I planted a church, and I even did so with the, the blessing of the previous church I came from. It was God's hand was all over it. But this was kind of like my big dream. I was, I was going to get to start a church and, you know, a place where Holy Spirit could have freedom to move and God could be himself and we were going to enjoy him and, and healing and all kinds of wonderful things were going to happen. And we were going to be part of the revival in this region. And you know, for a couple of years, some truly amazing things happened. And then we just, I, I got into a really difficult place where I got kind of stuck with our leadership. And, you know, we loved each other and we were trying to work things out. But in the end, we were just seemingly, you know, stuck in a place we just could not get out of. And um, 
it was so heartbreaking. But uh, in the end, uh, through a dream, again, that God gave to me, I knew that his heart was to release the church that I had started to uh, a few other leaders that were, were helping me lead it, and I blessed them to do that. And uh, But i got to tell you, though it sounds, you know, nice and rosy and like it was, you know, a great thing, it was it was the most difficult time of my life. Yeah, I bet. It's almost like, you know, this is my baby and I'm giving it away. It, it was a crushing, heart-rending time for me. And and I remember particularly that one, one day just before I had released the church to the other leaders, I, I God was reminding me of a dream that I had it and about an inheritance that was mine. And I, I just said to him, Lord, I don't see it. I mean, it was probably like one of the lowest points of this whole time. And I, for 45 minutes of shoulder heaving sobs where I finally was grieving mm-hmm. the loss of a dream. Yeah. And this was four years into this church plant. I had poured my heart and soul into this for four years, which at the time seemed like <laughs> an eternity. It was a big chunk of my life. Now I look back and realize four years was, you know, just part of a, a process, a learning curve, some bigger things that God was doing. But in the time, all I felt was crushed and pain. And I felt like I was a huge disappointment to God. And I just want to say to, to those listening in right now, this is where I'm hoping you connect in with my story, because I, I think there are times when all of us, if we're honest, you know, things did not go the way we planned, and, and suddenly we're feeling like a great disappointment. And that's, that's where I was in that moment. I just felt like I had let God down. He had given me, invested in me this, you know, this church that I was to lead. I did the best I could. I got hurt. Others got hurt. There was wounding. There was offense. There was, it was just hard. And I remember feeling, just saying, Lord, I didn't sign up for this. I, this was not why I started at mm. church. What happened? And I took what I needed to do after I released the church to these others. Is I took several months where I literally was, was walking around in like a daze almost, again, feeling like this great disappointment, licking my wounds, trying to figure out what happened. And in this time was the most precious time of my life, really, where God, who I love, this father who I knew to be my father, but I had to learn it in a way I never knew before, the tenderness, the compassion, the mercy, that in my lowest times, when I felt like a disappointment, he was speaking to my heart and saying, son, don't you get it? I, I love you because I love you, because you're mine, for no other reason. And, and I'm not disappointed with you, son. You actually can't disappoint me. It's things that really, honestly, didn't make any sense in my mind, except my spirit knew it was true. And I, I literally, Doug, was walking through parks, like, for hours at a time. I remember being in a park in Canada, even. I just went there for a while, just, just, just to be with God. And he would speak these words. He would just shower me with love and acceptance and approval when I was feeling the least approving in my whole life. And he says, son, don't you get it? <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. And that's the end of it. And I, I remember there were times where I would, this is when really for the first time in my life, I was also calling God, my father, daddy for the first time, because I was feeling such affection. I was feeling like this little child in his arms. And I would just open my arms out wide in the middle of a park. And I would just, you know, say out loud, <laughs> almost yelling, you know, Daddy, you love me. And Daddy, I'm your son. I'm your boy. I'm the one you love. And and so in these months, he was healing up my heart and, and bringing me to a depth of his affection and approval that I had really honestly never known like this before. Wow. 
And so I'm, I'm coming out of this time, Doug, and, and, and I still had some lessons to learn. See, this is the, this is the goodness in the heart of God. Is he, he says, I love you because I love you. There's no strings attached. And he loves us enough to say, now what did we learn from that? You know, how can I help you grow? And he starts showing me things. I'll just say the one main thing he showed me is he said, son, you can't find your identity anymore in being a pastor. Never again. And, and this applies to everybody listening. You can't find your identity in what you do. Because when we try to find our identity there, we're going to be going up and down this, you know, this ladder, like feeling good, feeling bad, day in, day out. And he says, no more, son. Your identity is only in being my child, my loved, wanted child, my son. And that's the only way. That's one of the reasons you know me for a long time, Doug. You know that for the most part, I'm a pretty happy camper, and, and that's pretty much where I stay. And, and the key, if someone would want to know, is because I know I'm loved. Wow. I know I'm loved. I know my Father's for me always. And uh, so that's, that's a little bit more about how it went so deep. And, and now I feel like, you know, the church I'm pastoring now, Blazing Fire Church, which is, if uh, people are interested, it's blazingfire.org. And uh, we're in Dublin now, but that church is like the fulfillment of now what I discovered in leading a church simply as being his son. You know, so it's just a church that's filled with so much love and grace and warmth and affection and tenderness and passion, passion for the Lord. So it's been a great journey and I'm still going. He's still teaching me, but no matter what, I'm his son. Yeah. Wow. Now that tells more about the story here. Because the original title of your book was the very thing you were crying out in that park. Yeah, yeah, what? it was. It was, yeah, Daddy, You Love Me Yeah, was, was my original title. And a few years back, I renamed it. And some people asked me, why did you do that? I love the title. And, and for those who were ready for that kind of intimacy, it's what they wanted. They, they got it. They got the title. But I also realized that the very people I was really trying to help the most, many of them have deep deep father ones from their own earthly fathers or, or other figures in their life, sometimes mothers, sometimes pastors, you know, uncles, aunts, people that were supposed to be there for them and some who, you know, instead ended up abusing the very ones they were supposed to be loving. Yeah. And I realized that that title was so intimate, it was keeping some people away who needed it. And so just by changing the title, I didn't change anything on the inside. Same stories. But I am hearing back from people, Doug. I just, just, the other day, you know, just a couple of days ago, hearing back from people who are reading this book and it's transforming them. It's it's not the kind of book that most people plow through. It's something they kind of go through slowly with the Lord, sometimes crying through it, you know, but where the depths of some of the wounds of their hearts are being restored and they're finally seeing God's heart the way it truly is and yeah. not the lie that he's distant, that he's angry, that he's disappointed, all those things are the opposite of our Father in Heaven, who is for us all the time. Yeah, wow. Uh, Brent, this is absolutely amazing, and, it, and it's so deep about how God gave you the revelation. And is there some things in the Bible, maybe some stories in, that the Lord has given you? Because you are, you know, you, you have this amazing ability to love, but yet you went to seminary, and you're, that's what I really love about you, is you're very deep uh. in the Word and in the action of the Lord's heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, gosh, there's so many places I could go, but one that comes to mind is when Peter denied Jesus three times. After saying, Lord, I would die with you, and, and, and Peter says ahead of time, yeah, well, we'll see. You know, 
that, that you're actually going to deny me three times. And Peter couldn't believe it. But, but of course, that's exactly what happens. And then afterwards, Peter is crushed. I mean, here he spent three years with Jesus and got to know his heart. And he was even the one that said, I got the revelation. You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus says, yes, you got that from my father. Good job, Peter. Well, then, you know, sometimes we think when we're on those high mountains that, you know, we're never going to do something that kind of feels like we've disappointed the Lord. But here's Peter. He has the revelation, and yet he walks away from Jesus in his time of greatest need and denies him. And so what I love about this story, though, is how Jesus restores him. Peter goes off fishing. He doesn't know what else to do. He's back. Hey, you know, I blew it so bad. I don't even know if God has a plan for me anymore. So he's back fishing. And here's Jesus after he's died, resurrected, uh, not resurrected, but raised from the dead and is now ascended and on the earth. And he's on the side of the lake cooking up some fish. Now, this is interesting. Why is that so important? Because when Peter denied Jesus, he was around a charcoal fire. It says that in John 19. And then in John 21, Jesus reenacts the scene, if you will, with the smells and the sights of a charcoal fire. Wow. So that when Peter sees Jesus, and you know he loves Jesus so much, he can't wait. So he jumps into the lake to get there before the rest of the disciples. Notice, first of all, what Jesus doesn't say. Sometimes we don't think about what's not said in the, in the Bible, but nowhere does Jesus bring back up the story. He doesn't rub Peter's face in it. Jesus is aware that Peter's aware. He doesn't bring it up. He doesn't shame him. All he does is bring him back to the same place where Peter felt like a failure. And he says, Peter, let me ask you this question. Do you love me? And we know he asks them three times. And it wasn't because Jesus didn't know that Peter loved him. Jesus knew all things, but Peter forgot how much he loved Jesus. Peter thought that he was somehow disqualified. And so Jesus says to Peter, I want you to say three times, I want you to hear your own voice. I love you. Mm. This is how he was restoring him. Peter, you do love me, but you needed to hear it because you didn't even believe it anymore. But I know you love me. You now know again, you do love me now. Peter, get up. Get up again and go. Because we've got, you've got some sheep to feed. You've got some lambs to take care of. There are people out there who need my love. So get up. You're forgiven. You're washed. You're cleansed. Let's go. And then we see in the book of Acts over and over and over again, what did Peter do? You know, his shadow heals the sick. He's the one preaching boldly and thousands are coming into the kingdom. He's over and over again, healing people, bringing whole towns to Jesus when he thought in that moment he was disqualified. And so I just want to say to all the listeners out there, look at every single one of us has done things that we're not happy about, we're not proud about, things that are in the closet, like we wish we hadn't done those things. And I'm telling you, they do not disqualify you. Some of you think, well, yeah, that maybe was true before I was a believer, but now I've been baptized. No, you don't understand. We're all in a process of learning to give Jesus the lordship of our lives, and we still make mistakes. And he says to you, I know, I know what you did. But he asks each of you a question. He says, do you love me? And I want you to say out loud to him right now, yes, Jesus, yes, you know Jesus. that I love you. Yeah. You see, in that moment, that's the restoration of your heart. He already forgives you. You're not separated from him. But that agreeing again, I do love you, Jesus, I do. He says, I know, right? Do you see how that feels? Now remember that and let's go out and love some more. 
you're not disqualified. So I just I just want to speak that over all the listeners because that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to wear you out and take you out and lie to you. But you are forgiven, you are washed, you are cleansed, you are loved, and you do love Jesus. So get back up and find your way again. And, you know, this would just be a great time. I want to speak over all of you the Father's blessing, because this is what he spoke over me when I was feeling like a disappointment and a failure. And this is what he says to each one of you. He says to you, my beloved child. You are the one that I always wanted. You are my son, my daughter, exactly the way I created you, exactly the way I wanted you. I am so proud of you. I'm so blessed that you're mine. And my son, my daughter, I do bless you. I bless you. I bless you as your father who wants you. And I release to you all of the blessings of my kingdom. I don't hold anything back from you. My inheritance is yours. And I just tell you, my child, that you are enough and you measure up no matter what anybody else has said about you. My voice is the one that matters. And I say to you, you are mine, and no one can take you away from me. So child, learn now to live in that love. Receive my love. I, do, I pray that prayer over every one of you right now, that anything that's been in the way of receiving and saturating and soaking in the Father's love will be removed right now in Jesus' name, so that the Father, as he says to you, you will feel, even in this moment, he says, receive my love, receive my affection, because it's real, and it's for you, and it's flowing right from my heart, right to yours at this very moment. Ah, and now I just pray that you'll be able to rest, to, to receive the rest of the Lord, to rest in what the Holy Spirit is doing in your heart, to make the Father's love a reality for you, and to cease any striving to try to earn what is already yours, in Jesus' name. Oh, man. Wow. Now, yeah. there's something going wow, on wow, here wow. right now. The heavens are open, <laughs> and we prayed yeah. ahead of time, and the heavens began to open before we even got on the show, and so everything mm. was prepared. I saw a table being prepared, and this is what's mm. happening right now. It's being served up from heaven, this big mm. dose of wow. the Lord's love. Thank you, Father. Of the love yeah. of the Father. And, um, yeah. you know, what I notice is a lot of people can identify with God being Jesus because he's like, he's like God's healthy, mm. well-adjusted son, you know, but you don't yeah. hear a lot of yeah. people really talking about the father <laughs> as much because we do have right. this, we do have this thing with the father and what just happened, yeah. listen, everybody, what just happened, you're going to want to listen to this again because it was a direct impartation, a direct download with the Father's love right to you. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, yeah. it will it will melt away years, years of pain. It's going to save you money with, with therapy. I'm, I'm just saying. It was an acceleration that just <laughs> happened. I, I received it myself. Yeah. I'm like, wow, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was getting this this at the same time. You know, the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit is continual. And um, that's what's going yeah, on right is. now. There's a deeper, deeper deeper thing happening. Wow. wow. Well, tell us a little bit how we can get a hold of you and any products or anything you have to offer. (laughs) My book, Always Loved, it really is the essence of my life message of the Father's blessing, His love that transforms us. And 
You just mentioned a minute ago about Jesus, how we understand more often about the love of Jesus. But just remember, Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen my dad, you've seen my father. We are one in the same. He came to give us an actual visible representation of the truth of the Father's heart. So I just want to remind you all of that. So yeah, in my book, Always Loved, you can get that on Amazon. You can also go to my website, which is um, brentlockerministries.com. But you got to spell my name right, otherwise you won't get there. <laughs> that's that's B-R-E-N-T-L-O-K-K-E-R, brentlockerministries.com. Also, either there or on Amazon, I uh, put together four devotionals, seasonal devotionals, the, the winter, spring, summer, and fall, autumn. And each one of them, I wrote it in such a way where you could receive firsthand your father's affectionate words straight from his heart to yours. And so I do one of those each week. And then each day after that, not only are there scriptures associated with each of the things that the Father says to you, His words over you, but each day for that week, I've got some questions to draw you in deeper that you can either write or draw more and more of the Father's affection for you and your affection for Him. And so especially if this has just been an area where you just feel like, gosh, I would love to, to feel this more. I'm just not quite you know, connected in. I know in my head that the Father loves me, but I'm not feeling it in my heart. Um, That's why I wrote those devotionals, so that it could go just a little bit deeper. And the last thing I'll say is that Always Loved is also in Spanish. It's called Siempre Amado. It's uh, maybe you don't speak Spanish, but maybe you know some people who need the Father's love who are Spanish speakers. It's also in Arabic and Chinese as well, but those are not yet currently available on Amazon. They're coming. And it's on audiobook as well, on all wow. the audiobook streams. Now, so, that you sounds you like a, this sounds like a leader who lives in a multicultural area like San Francisco, where we're all <laughs> things for all people with every language, tongue, and tribe. Wow. Very, I just, very true. I and, just and, you love know, you. Ah, thank you. And I'm just going to say, I took it to uh, Uganda, and so it's even in a language called Luganda. So I, I to me, the thing that supersedes any of our differences with people of other nationalities is God's love. And I just want to say, you can go to any part of the world, and I'm telling you, just a smile, just just something of the Father's heart to somebody is going to actually supersede any differences in culture. So, uh, yeah, I just want to say to all of you, keep loving. Love wins. It, it really does. And unfortunately, the times we get to learn how to practice love is a lot of times when we're feeling hurt or feeling offended or we want to defend ourselves. And I'm just saying that every time that you choose to love someone, it's making a difference. And I, I want to end with this. The Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, there's only three things that are going to remain. It's faith, it's hope, and it's love. And the greatest of these is love. And what that tells me is this, that we're coming to a time, each one of us, when we come to heaven, when we arrive with you know, our, our eternal home with Jesus, and there's somehow going to be a remembrance, a recollection of every time you have chosen to love somebody. That's what it says. It remains. There's going to be a highlight reel of all the ways that you have reached out, whether it seems small or big to you, love is always big in the kingdom of God. Wow. So I'm just saying, I want to encourage you. Yeah, we all go through the ups and downs, but keep loving because love is is the biggest deal in God's kingdom. And it's very contagious Amen. around you. I tell you. The, the, <laughs> the spirit of love, and not just love being nice and everything, but we're, we're talking about that love that changes your heart first. I always think yeah. of it as put your own oxygen mask on first so then yeah. you can help others. And that's the dose of what we got today. 
Wow. Thank you so much, Brent. I want everybody to check out his stuff, get the book, and go through the study guides, and I know it's going to change your life. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.